Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Very exciting edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer because we have completed the second book in the Harry Potter saga. And we are beginning Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I am your host, Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are going to be getting started here on year three at Hogwarts for young Mr. Potter and his crew. You're very excited about going back to Hogwarts, no doubt. I'm always excited to be going to Hogwarts. It's all you want in life. Yes. Just happy to be at Hogwarts. Yes. Now, we got an email this week kind of talking about going back to Hogwarts. I think I'm going to lead with the email now, if that's okay. That's fine. Mixing it up. The email comes from Relia in Kansas City. Oh, not far. Nope. And she writes, Each year at Hogwarts, Harry's time has gotten increasingly dangerous and insane. Is Harry looking forward to his third year, or does he fear it will be even worse? He... (laughs) I mean, he should realize that this is a pattern, but Uh I don't think he does. And he, despite the fact that he's almost died the past two years at school, he's... And, And fought... The different incarnations of the Dark, Dark Lord. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and his friends have almost died and, and all kinds of mayhem. But he's still... It's still a thousand, thousand times better than being with the Dursleys. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, they did try to starve him last year. Last summer. So it's better to... So he could have died then, To too. suffer a quick death from the Dark Lord <laughs> than to slowly be starved Starves to death. death. And by, watch your pet star, remember? Yeah. Headbook, they were starving headbook too. That's even worse. Yes. So to answer really his question, he's still looking forward to yeah. it. Woohoo, bring it on. Sooner so, the better. So uh, you can always send us your thoughts and your questions, and we'll read them on the air and give you a little shout-out at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. So it's the summer before year three, and they have homework over the summer? Yeah, lots of homework. That's not cool. Well, some schools give like reading is like you have like summer reading. Yeah, you don't have to do it though. (laughs) It's reading. Just just read the book. It's just suggestions. Well, you don't have to do it. Maybe they do things a little differently across the pond. Oh, they definitely do things a little differently at Hogwarts. Because kids are like darn near getting murdered, and they're like, "Well, we got to have classes though." Yeah, classes got to go on. And, you know... You'll you be gotta, fine just walk with the teacher. You got detention. There's a chance you might die, but, you know, you deserve it. Yeah, you know, you messed up. You messed up, yeah. So the theme of the chapter that I picked up on is that Harry is not like most children his age. It's kind of everything is kind of backwards. Yeah. Where most kids look forward to that summer break, Harry dreads it. And where most kids despise doing homework... If it's magical based, yeah, Harry would, Harry I would loves love to it. To do magical based homework, so that that's kind of like the ongoing 
a theme that pops up in this chapter. And we get a we get a little bit of the essay that Harry is working on, but we also get what we've talked about on previous shows, which is a lot of retelling. Yeah, we gotta do some review, catch-up work. A retelling of, of previous, Refresher. yeah, of, of previous events in the in the previous two books. So I wanted to I ask was you. Starting to worry, we weren't gonna have anything to talk about because it was a lot of review. Well, I was a little worried we when there. I when I read the chapter, and then I ended up with a whole page of copious <laughs> notes. So I wanted to ask you about the retelling as a as a literary tool. I don't. So, what is the the purpose of this from J.K. Rowling's point of view? Is it so anyone can jump in on the story at any time? You being an author slash writer yourself, mm-hmm. is this a literary tool that's normal for? authors or what have you picked up on as far as that goes well you gotta remember originally there was like a year between books so i mean you have to do it to some extent to just highlight the main points get everybody caught up hey you remember reading this she goes super into detail though about (laughs) yeah some of it seems a little extensive Mm -hmm. but it's just something that every author has to find a way to work in at the same time. Like, you know, because I'll, I'll read series and I'll wait a whole year for the next book. And then I'm like, I don't remember what happened. Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Where did he come from? Oh, yeah, he's the one with the hat. You know, yeah. it, they have thing. like that one little trigger thing that will yeah. remind you. What same they thing do. with comic books, too, where they, they come out. I hate I hated reading comic books month to month because you read like a... a 20 page comic book by the next month you've kind of forgotten what happened and a lot of times they started putting these like little recap pages in the front there's no room just take some half the book then yeah it was just like a one page you know almost like the star wars scroll at the beginning (laughs) well where it was a time of intergalactic civil war and this person hates this person and it kind of catches you up a little bit but it I guess it's I guess it's useful, but it just seems like she relies on it a lot, and I don't know. If, and maybe that's a good thing, though. Like I said, every author's got to find their their way of doing it, but you have to do it to some extent because I mean now, yeah, all the books are out. You could just sit there and go right from one to the other, and you know we took a little couple weeks off, but it's still you know not all fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he went to a magical school. No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's that that scar on his forehead? I thought it was from a car crash. Turns out his parents didn't die in a car crash. Nope, didn't. So Harry had to sneak his ink and his parchment and his books out of, from under lock and key just to do his homework, right? (laughs) Yes, they, the... The cupboard under the stairs where Harry used to live mm-hmm. used to be his bedroom. That's where all his cool stuff now lives now. Now all his stuff is locked away in there. So he's doing homework at midnight because he doesn't want the Dursleys to know that he has any of his stuff. Yeah. They don't. He doesn't want to hear uh, Quill scratching, scratch, <laughs> scratching <laughs> on, on parchment. As they're walking by to go to the be- bathroom. Mm-hmm. But this is like the highlight of his life you know uh being under the covers with his flashlight doing homework with well there was a little 
mention that he he his potions paper mm. needed to get he's, done because he was just a little afraid worried, about, worried about what his potions teacher would do if he didn't get it done. Yeah, Snape is not somebody who has been very lenient no. with young Mr. Potter over his first two years. I thought it was kind of interesting The they were talking about witch burning in the past. Yeah, I thought that was rather well, clever. So the essay was something like, witch burning, kind of a, a, pointless. a pointless thing, huh? Discuss. <laughs> yeah, so they went into that and how well, any witch, if it was a real witch or wizard that they were burning, they could just use a simple flame freeze charm and then it would just tickle. And yeah, they would just like, act like they were flailing. Oh, the humanity! Like, but, you, so what you're implying that if it isn't a real witch yeah, or wizard... Yeah, a lot of people got burned. <laughs> alive. Yeah. But the witches and wizards didn't have to worry about it. A lot. A lot of people got unnecessarily <laughs> burned alive. And then the real witches um, and wizards just kind of did Thought it for fun. Thought it was fun. amusing, And yeah. there, apparently there was one that did it like 47 times. Yeah, she liked it. She enjoyed it. Uh, let's talk about the phone call Harry gets. Oh, goodness. Uh, probably his first ever phone call. I would assume so, yeah. Asking for him. I don't know. I can't think of any other any situation. Unless somebody was trying to sell magazines or something. It's too bad her, but it was from Ron. Yeah. And this was Ron's first experience with muggle uh, telephones. I love how it said, Ron's from an all-wizard family, so he knows a lot of stuff that Harry doesn't. Mm -hmm. But not how to use a phone. No. So what was the phone call like? Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Dursley picked it up. Yep. Very good, formal. Good start. Vernon Dursley here. <laughs> I'm going to start answering the phone like that. Daniel Rhino here. <laughs> and uh, Ron just like immediately starts screaming into the phone. <laughs> Hello? 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 Can you hear me? <laughs> he, he like doesn't trust that it's actually working. So he just thinks he should scream. I can hear you, but can you hear me? <laughs> and then he, he slowly like... When your mom's trying to speak to people who don't speak English. Right. If you speak slowly and loudly... They will magically, magically be able to understand you. Be able you. To, you'll be able to magically break through the language barrier. Yes. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Um, so he speaks very slowly. I'm looking for Harry Potter. <laughs> we go to school together. Who is this? Ron Weasley. Weasley. Um, side note. We were reading aloud in fourth, the fifth grade class the other day, and I think it was Weasels, and one of the kids said Weasleys. Weas Weasley, and I giggled. Of course <laughs> you did. Weasleys. So the phone call, did was there any kind of repercussions for Harry? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. He got in so much trouble. It just says that it, the argument that followed was, was one of the worst. Yeah, I couldn't... I didn't remember when I was doing my notes. I didn't remember if there was anything specific that was happened to him if he was one of those situations where you don't get food for no it's three like days a great detail like but it was a how dare you give people like you our home yeah number. that was it how dare you people like you man yeah there's just a lot of like undertones of like bigotry and um you know uh not really racism but um Magicism. <laughs> There's just a lot of like undertones there that um, 
J.K. Rowling was obviously like drawing on. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets worse too. Yeah, it's like hardcore later. Yeah, no doubt. So it's too bad Hermione didn't call because she probably would have had more a little bit more tact, right? Yeah. Growing up in a Muggle and, family, and the sense not to mention Hogwarts. <laughs> Although I don't know where else he yeah. would have met people from. But. Maybe if she would have said like, "I'm a bully from." the real non-magic school and I want to talk to Harry because I want to curse him out. There's Mr. Dursley probably would have said, yeah, hold on just a second. Harry, it's for Harry. you. Yeah, I think I think uh, Hermione probably has some experience Definitely. with, uh, Definitely. with uh, muggle phone calls. Uh, but one good thing that is different in the summer is the fact that Hedwig actually gets to spread her wings, though. Yes. Because she was making too much noise at night, being locked up all night. Yeah. So she gets to go out. No mailings, though. No. No. You cannot use her to send letters to your freaky friends. Yeah. So, But she does get to spread her wings. So it's at least good for, for Hedwig, and Harry's happy about that, too. But the biggest reveal, and we don't really find this out until mid-chapter, chapter, is that it's after midnight, and it's Harry's birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. And out the window, a strange sight. Uh, I rose such a clatter. <laughs> I oh. looked out my window to see what was the matter. <laughs> there were not eight tiny reindeer. There no, were three owls. Three owls. Uh, two of which were carrying a third one. That looked <laughs> Un- mostly dead. Unconscious one. And as soon as I heard that, I said, Errol's here. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm picking up on stuff, you Jess. You are. As soon as I see one that's really struggling, really just riding the, the owl struggle bus, I knew it was the, the Weasley's owl, Errol. And then the other two were Hedwig and then a third unknown owl, but they were all carrying various items and news. Yes. So tell, tell us about Errol's item or news. It, the Weasley's uh, recently... Lucked into some good fortune. They did. Uh, Mr. Weasley, I guess there was some drawing at work. And he won, (laughs) um, was it 700 gallons? Gallions. Yeah. And so they decided to take a trip to go visit Bill Mm -hmm. in Egypt. And so Ron wrote wrote about this in his letter. And sent a newspaper clipping about Mr. Weasley winning... The money mm-hmm. and what they were going to do with it and this tri- picture of the whole family in front of the pyramid mm-hmm. in egypt and everybody's there percy and percy the head boy percy, now yeah i was like you find out in the letter little head his little head boy badge on his hat he, he, had, he had a fez I, yes it's uh like the have you ever seen the <laughs> i know you haven't seen the the show but the people that cosplay as doctor who and they wear the little red hat like the shriners hat. yeah it was like the shriners yeah, guys exactly yeah, yeah that's so what that's what the he's got this little pin on the hat um they ron's having a lot of fun exploring egypt mm-hmm. and the tombs and everything poor little jenny can't go to some of them because they're too scary mm-hmm. yeah because there's no. like really like mutated human being skeletons and stuff like that for people that have tried to to go in and got cursed yeah like curses the mummy's tomb type stuff and bill i kind of forgot bill is a curse breaker Mm -hmm. i remember he worked for gringotts but i didn't really think that he was a curse breaker but i should have known that because that's actually in the game Mm -hmm. that i'm playing now 
Hogwarts Mysteries or whatever it's called. The mobile game. Yeah. And Bill's in there and he does mention he wants to be a curse breaker. Cool. I like the integration of Egyptian history and mythology because Egyptian history, I have a hard time calling it history because a lot of it seems very magical. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the Egyptian history is ripe with, with magical stories and resurrections and things like that, that in our world, a lot of people don't believe in. But it really ties in really well with the magical world that the Weasleys and Harry and Hermione all live in. I, th- I, th- I thought it was kind of cool to take something, some of the stories from, from our real world and kind of tie them in with the book here. And kind of explain the unexplainable stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like in uh, Men in Black when they talk about, oh, yeah. He's an alien. That's why he acts that way. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, that's why he's so that that celebrity's so like awkward or, or different and things like that. Uh, I, I just thought that was that was kind of neat. Uh, what about the pocket sneakoscope? Because Harry gets a little little present. Yeah, um, I forget who was it. Percy said that it was rubbish. Rubbish or Bill? I don't remember. Yeah, said it was rubbish because it was just a, a tourist trap trinket sure. thing but it's yeah a little glass like when people were buying pick uh pieces of the berlin wall yeah <laughs> or moon rocks <laughs> bro i gotta tell you those didn't come from the moon <laughs> it's a little glass top and when somebody untrustworthy is around it will light up and spin i love it and ron said that he thinks it works because it happened at dinner if i took that to school mine would be spinning all, all day time. all, the all time. day I am constantly around at least one person who is untrustworthy. Yeah, who's trying to sneak and steal candy mm-hmm. or cause trouble. Not, and I'm not just talking about kids. Ooh, <laughs> I'm not just pulling out the adults. I'm not just talking about kids. You know very well that there are many, many, many untrustworthy people in, that inhabit this world that we live in. Yeah. And there's no doubt there's going to be at least a few of them that we see on a daily basis. But I thought the pocket sneakoscope was cool. And it actually, we have have a little proof that it works, right? Because it started spinning. At dinner. And it was either Bill or Percy was saying, see, it's spinning like for no reason right now. But Fred and George had snuck beetles into the soup. (laughs) So, uh, so as far as Ron's yeah, convinced, it, seems like it's, it, works. it works pretty good. Is this going to come up at any point later? I don't remember it, actually. I, it kind of seemed like it was like a literary, like, Plant. tool. Yeah. yeah. Like, put this right hmm, here, remember? Hmm, untrustworthy people nearby. Hmm? Kind of like a throwaway thing, like a kind of a cool gift that maybe doesn't even work, but maybe later on it, it works. So. Probably. I would have to assume she's she put it there for a reason i just don't remember it's been a while since it's I probably like these. the central and plot it's not device in the, bo- in the movies <laughs> it's probably so. the central po- plot device of this book and you just forgot about it yeah um there was one thing in this little bit here in the letter ron said you know most of the money went to the trip mm-hmm. but he gets a new one he gets a new one and that's one of those things where i totally forgot i'm like oh my god he went the whole year oh my goodness the whole year he's, without a wand he's or without a working wand he's to make it through a year at a magical school with a wand that doesn't work, he's got to like get like some MVP votes, right? 
Well, were, were the tests canceled? Exams were canceled. Yeah. So I guess he, you know, I would imagine he'd get failing grades if he had to take his yeah. exams with the But the fact line. that he that he was able to do that, I mean, he's a kind of like an unsung hero of mine. You, you know that. <laughs> he, he, he makes do with a lot less than some of the other people do, both yeah. financially and sometimes even mentally. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes it, well, you know, it takes us boys a while yeah. to get there. It takes get us there. a while. But Hermione writes from France. Everybody's big traveling. Yeah, yeah Hedwig gets out, too. Everybody, everybody gets out except for <laughs> Harry. Poor Harry. Uh, but she writes from France and sends a, a broomstick servicing kit. Yeah, nice. It's kind of got like some, like, um, sheen to like clean up like polish the, the handle yeah some some clippers to yeah trim get, off get your stray. like loose uh strands or of whatever yeah. is on a broom bristles bristles <laughs> the, but he thought it was going to be a book so he was really happy yeah I well there's a there's a manual in there but it's also yeah. about taking care of your, taking care of your broom i'm sure he's fine with it but i love that uh she said that she got it through the owl order yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's like the the old comic books where they had like the mail order. You can like mail order. For the, sea monkeys? Yeah, sea monkeys. And you could also, they had the one like the Charles Atlas one about the guy that's like getting beat up on the beach. And you could, have you ever seen that one? You no, could like mail. I have no clue what you're you talking about like, right now. Okay, so like you mail away for like this, this like workout manual. Mm-hmm. And I... I would love to see what it is, because I assume it's just like saying, like, do a bunch of push-ups. Yeah, push-ups, <laughs> run. And then, like, the guy up. comes back, and he, like, beats up the bully on the beach. I got to show it to you. It's like a, it's a classic comic book classic. ad. But that used to be really big, the mail-away stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the bushes that we have in our backyard, <laughs> they're, like, 20 feet tall right now. Yeah. I mailed away for those. You did. <laughs> and they showed up as sticks. And I, I felt ripped off, and to, and then I planted them in the ground, and here we are about, what, f- 15 years later, and I have to trim them to keep them away from the electrical lines. <laughs> so, uh, mail-away stuff hey. used to be big. It's not as big anymore. You can the sticks. We got those for Arbor Day, and they turn into trees. So, you know, yeah. as long as your mom or dad doesn't run them over with the lawnmower, which happened to one of mine. Yeah, it happens. But mail mail away stuff uh, is used to be big, and apparently, you know, still still, is in the still wizarding world. yeah, still working in the wizarding world. I also love how she was so jealous of Ron, and he must be learning tons of stuff. Yeah, it's like, well, not in the way that you think. Yeah. Well, Hermione did say that she was learning some stuff too mm-hmm. in France. In France, yep. There's, and there was a little bit of stuff to learn there, but not like. But that. I only added like. Three feet of parchment because two whole scrolls, <laughs> two, two scrolls. scrolls more than what he asked for. So right. I don't know what was asked for, but she added two scrolls more. How many feet do you think uh, are in a scroll? I don't know. Three. Is it? I, <laughs> I'm gonna go three. Okay, like a yardstick. I don't know why. It just made. Yeah, maybe that's why it popped okay. in my head. I'm. I'm trying to. I mean, I don't know if all scrolls are created equal. You know, well, you, they're probably a standard size for school. You like you see, like the. Or college rules. Yeah. Or you can get like a three subject notebook or like a one sub or like the big, big daddy, like the five subject notebook. Yeah. If you see the, 
like the old cartoons and things like that when Bugs Bunny like pulls out a scroll. Yeah, it's probably about two or three feet. Yeah. Maybe. Well, but, I think you only look at like two feet, but there's still stuff rolled up. Right. Because they're still holding rolls in their hands. So, yeah, it's probably if you flatten it all out. So, if we have any scroll feet. experts, send us an email at broomsticks.butterbeer yeah, at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out. There was I'm a sure it's somewhere in like Pottermore, what the standard length of a scroll is. Uh, the third package was from Hagrid, and it was a very, for me, a very memorable item from both the movies. And the video games. Mm-hmm. And what was that? The, the Monster Book the of monster, Monsters. The Monster Book of Monsters. But I was... The book that will bite your face off. I was a little like, oh, because that's not the way it is in the... Like, the descriptions don't match. Because mm-hmm. I think in the movies, I guess, and in, like, the gift shops... Yeah, we've seen, stuff, like, toys and stuff like they're that. They're furry. Over. Right. But this is not. It's, like, green... Like leather, right. like a lizard. I was picturing when I read it, I was picturing like lizard skin, green cover, and a book that that has a mouth on it that will bite you. That will bite you. Yep. And Harry had to end up putting like a belt around it because he didn't want to get in trouble, or get bit, or or bit, yeah. or any of that stuff. Or have it chew up his furniture, his shoes, or whatever. But as it relates to that book, there was a quote in here that I wrote down. It struck Harry as ominous that Hagrid thought a biting book would come in useful. Because Harry, or Hagrid says in the letter that this book would be useful for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. What does Hagrid know about what's happening this year? That he would send Harry a biting book I know. of monsters. I know, I know, I know. Okay, but you're not, you no. can't tell us. Okay. Guys, Hagrid couldn't tell you. I can't tell you. See, things are going to get worse. <laughs> Just, you know, that's great that you're getting gifts and stuff, Harry, but if this is the kind of gifts you're getting because you're going to need it, <laughs> it's almost like... But you know. it's from Hagrid, so things are a little, always a little different All right. from Hagrid. Well, we had another item, and this one actually comes from Hogwarts, and it's the annual letter talking about... This is when the trains come in. This is School the list starts, of books you're going to need. Get your supplies. But and if you will, talk about the significance of Hogsmeade in the letter. Because, like, what is Hogsmeade? The third years are allowed to visit it on the weekends now, if you have permission. On certain weekends. It's not like every weekend you can just take off and go to Hogsmeade. But there are certain weekends out of the year. Maybe it's like... It, like three-day weekends or mm-hmm. something. Maybe there's holidays in there where you get to go. But I don't know what the significance of when is. But yeah, Hogsmeade is close to Hogs, Hogwarts. Hogswarts. Hogswarts. <laughs> yeah. And it's an all-wizarding village. Mm-hmm. So there's no muggles there. You don't have to worry about it. Everything's just magic all the time. Everywhere, all the time. Magicness. So it's kind of like Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. only closer to school. Gotcha. So there are shops there that they can go and buy things and supplies and candies and sweets and places they can just go hang out. Um, Why can you only start going if you're a third year? Because then I guess you have the level of maturity to handle it. Okay. To, to be unchaperoned and turned loose into a village. I guess I just always kind of It's not like a field it. trip. The teachers aren't going with yeah. them or anything. They're just kind of... I guess I just always kind of got a little mixed pass. up between like Diagon Alley and and Hogsmeade and like what the 
differences were because you have to go to Diagon Alley and get your stuff. But that's summer vacation, so your parents are usually taking you. Okay. Or your guardians. So you're not just free-for-all going shopping. So this is kind of like your parents dropping you off at the mall yep. and leaving you there all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is what my my dad used to do when, when malls were big. You know, drop us off at the mall. We would spend all day there. There is so much. There used yeah, to be so much to do at the mall. There was so much to do. I couldn't believe it. And you probably liked it because there was like three bookstores. Bookstores. In one mall. One and now, you know, I have a hard, you have a hard time finding one bookstore. Yeah. You have to kind of drive out of your way for it. All right, so I, that's why I wanted to ask you about Hogsmeade. But at the end of the chapter, Harry's kind of admiring his gifts and his cards. And it's, they said it's the first time he's really been happy on one of his birthdays. This being... Oh, well, uh, we skipped the fact that... You're 13, I guess, for him. He's turning 13. He, to go to Hogsmeade, you have to get your parents' signature. Yeah. Or guardian yeah. signature. So that was the big thing about Hogsmeade. It being mentioned in the letter, it also included a permission slip to go. And he doesn't know how he's going to get that. So that, that that's kind of a... I don't know, I kind of have mixed feelings on that. Because on one hand, the Dursleys may not want to sign that just because they know it's something that he would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep that away from him. On the other hand, it'd be an ex- a reason to get him out of the house. And they don't have to deal with him. No. It doesn't affect when he's home. It's only at school. They don't go oh, home on the weekends. Okay. He's only home for the summer. Okay. So he's at school. It doesn't really change how often he's at home. It's gotcha. just something that... Okay. I, I was under the impression that it was like something that they would do like before school started. No. So this is like... It's during the school year. So this is like the <clears throat> soldiers getting to leave the base on the weekends and go into the town and the nearby town and, and have fun. Yeah. On the weekends. On the weekends. Go off base. But you can only do they that go once. off campus. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so that was chapter one, the owl post of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, you want to give... Are you able to give a little preview of what we've got coming up in this book without maybe a synopsis without giving spoilers? You're a writer. Give me something that kind of uh, what what do we have to look forward to in this chapter or in, in this, this in this book? Um, well, more danger at Hogwarts. Okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Harry might be in danger for his life. You know, would wouldn't be a Harry Potter book if he wasn't. Do you know which book I'm talking about? <laughs> Any of them? Mm-hmm. Um, we get... There's a lot that goes on in this book. New char- new friends, new we mean? New friends, new, new enemies. People, we don't know if they're friends or enemies. Mm-hmm. People in that gray area. Yeah. I think... Do we start to see some relationships start to form? There's, we start, we're teenagers now, Jessica. No, not okay. really. All Th- right. This this goes pretty slowly. In There's uh, some magical hormones going on, I'll bet. Not yet, no. Okay, okay. Just asking. Anything else you want to add? Uh, anything that stood out, like, uh, from the movie? With this with this chapter? This was kind of a, not a lot going on chapter, but it was a fun chapter nonetheless to kind of catch up with everybody. In the movie, 
I don't, like I said, I don't remember the sneakoscope showing up in the movie. Maybe it does, but it's just so quick. Mm-hmm. That first part is just so quick. Um, do we get the phone call in the movie? I think you do. Okay. I think you do. Now ex- you're ex- excited. I'm excited about that. Like, we gotta get through this book yep. so that I can get to the movie. Yep. So I can hear that phone call. Excellent. All right, anything else you want to add? Are we ready to wrap her up? I think we're ready to wrap it up. Sounds good. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming back with us as we start book three, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm excited to, for the first time, experience another uh, edition in the Harry Potter saga and have Jessica join me along for the ride. Uh, you can always send us an email at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. You can always find the podcast on any podcast platform. And if you're enjoying it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever podcast platform you're using because it really helps uh, helps up our... Uh, what, what's his word? Uh, uh, profile, I guess. You know, make it easier to find us. Oh, bumps so, us up? Yeah, words are hard. Words are hard. We're having trouble with words today. Hoggy warts or whatever you you said earlier. Hogs warts. Hogs warts. Hogs warts. <laughs> I took hogs Yeah, hogs warts are things that uh, that's what pi- that's what pigs get. They get the hogs warts, yeah. and then they have to go to the hog dermatologist to get the the hogs warts removed. <laughs> removed. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. But until next time, I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye.